ransomware battleground, where we dive into the world of cybersecurity and hear firsthand from those that are deep in the fight to protect your data and peace of mind. Think your network is secure? Let's check out how secure you really are with this week's chat. Red Team versus Blue Team, Ransomware Incident Response from the Source. Today, we welcome back Hinio Ochoa, CISO of the Cyber Warrior Network, connecting cyber pros to cyber roles using Cyber Wraith, the first cyber gaming universe that leads to a real world job. I'm your host and moderator, Sia Yasatornrat. Before we get started, I've got to give a shout out to our sponsor, AirGap, best defense against ransomware. With the Zero Trust Isolation Platform, AirGap confines ransomware to a single device. Put an end to threat propagation and protect your infrastructure in minutes, not months. And now, let's enter the battleground. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Ransomware Battleground. I am Sia, and today we are welcoming back. I just look, I'm going to be a groupie. And, you know, when you have certain publications, certain personalities, and people that are utterly patient with you, you got to keep bringing them back for more. So, welcome back again, Hino Ochoa. Hey, thank you, Sia. Glad to be back. <laughs> you weren't going that far because, you know, look, we were chatting it up and uh, with the folks, our sponsor, AirGap, and they just loved your personality and you're really honest. And it, it's just you are from, you know, the deep in the trenches. And so when you had written the paper about incident response, it was something that, you know, we all felt that should be expanded upon. And though reading is great, but sometimes it's nice to hear it from the horse's mouth. I'm not calling you a horse, Higgs. But well, everybody would, wants the TLDR. Exactly. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if I'm driving, I kind of want TLDR, maybe with a little bit of laughter in the mix. But so so let's talk about this, because, uh, you know, all this news that's happening right now. I mean, I feel like and I think I asked you this once before, but now I feel like it's more so. Are we just getting more, quote, press on these attacks that are happening, high profile attacks? Or is this a newer trend where now everyone's starting to accelerate um, these hacks to profit off these clients or not clients, but these these companies that may or may not be prepared? Well, I don't think that's anything new. I think we're, we're seeing just the the profitability of it continue going up, right? Um, I, don't, I mean, we are seeing more and more, but I don't know if necessarily if that's publicity or if that's an actual result of us getting more ransomware, right? Um, for the longest time, small and medium business was really where the hits were coming from. Um, so now it's a, now now that uh, the big guys starting to get the multi-million bills and all that, now it's starting yeah. to, okay, now this is, yeah, now it's a big issue. I mean, so like this whole, we, we had talked about this in a previous episode, talking about big game hunting. And it just seems to me now that, uh, the teams are realizing, oh, wait, they're going to actually pay these ransoms? Like, then let's go at it. And I kind of feel in a way that, you know, I, I was talking to Curtis Minder previously about, you know, to recommend or not to recommend to pay up, right? Um, do you think it's a bad idea to pay up? Or or if you have no choice, you've got no choice. Oh, no. No, you have a choice. So I'm going to come at it for two angles, right? From the business continuity perspective, if that's your IP um, that's your information that you need to operate your business and your backups are, have failed or your IT is incapable of having those backups. So those backups just aren't there. Um, 
that's if that's your choice, your business continuity might not give you a choice to do anything but pay it. Um, insurance companies, especially uh, one of the big issues they were having were um, we're in a cyber war. So why pay anyway? Um, so some some people were actually being left out of that and then having a whole other issue to deal with. So uh, in my personal opinion, if it's on your business, if your business has no other choice, then do it. Um, otherwise, take it on the chin, wipe and be like, hey, next time uh, we'll, we'll take security more seriously. Okay, so let's talk about these vulnerabilities because, in, you know, with each response, it's going to vary. It's going to be specific to that particular environment, right? So can you talk to me about identifying these points of vulnerability, um, you know, as it relates to, again, and we'd mentioned it to people, tactics, in, and systems, but of the three, which one would you target first or would you want to address first? People. Okay, let's talk about people. Uh I think, um, well, well, with, with incident response, right, the number one, uh, uh, the first thing we do is preparation. Um, it doesn't matter uh, where we are in those steps uh, during an incident. If no one's ready to deal with that incident, that incident's not going to be dealt with. Uh, and so people being the weakest link, strangely enough, that's actually where the first place you want to hit, right? You want to have your people ready and know who to call. Um, know the security number so they're not calling IT or reporting stuff to IT that then gets stuck in a ticket queue somewhere and then has to be shipped over to your department, right? Make sure that they know about you. Make sure your visibility is up. Um, and so that along with uh, uh, tabletop games, um, you know, team building exercises, things to really keep, make sure everybody's kind of involved in phishing programs, uh, that kind of stuff uh, is really key to that. Um, and, and, and people, like I said, people make security programs work or not work. They're going to be your biggest friction point. Uh, you might as well make them your, your ally. So if you get the chance, hit your people first, get that done with, uh, then you're prepared. And the rest of the IR process is just about technical um, prowess and skill and, and how well you prepared, really. Okay. So like, so, so that, that just means the systems are kind of like your foundational baseline, I'm assuming then. And then, then it really depends on, again, your people. I am your end user from hell. So if I see an email, I will click on it. And if it looks funny, I'll definitely click on it. And if it has to do with a cat or a dog, forget about it. You guys are done. I'm kidding. So, okay. Well, we've so had, we've had some pretty similar um, and we've seen very similar uh, actions in the wild. Um, but yeah, look, the, the core of any business plan, right, is a proper plan. Uh, this is not something that a company can generally throw a lot of money at because even if you have the systems in place, if, if your people aren't trained to utilize those systems, they're not going to go very far with them. People are going to get um, bogged up in the red tape, right? Like, oh, I was going to mail this off to uh, report this as a fish, but uh, we didn't have a phishing button in our email link and I didn't really want to bother you guys and that kind of stuff. I mean, just, I mean, that level of education, I don't want to bother you guys. I mean, come on, like, or is it, okay, so here's the other no, question a, I have. That's from... a real thing, right? Like, like people think of security guys as like, no, they're the mean, they're the stoppers, they're the, they're the people we, I don't want to bother you with this stupid email. You're going to come back to me and tell me what, of course it's a fish, you, you know? Um, so, so I'm not going to even going to report it. Well, they don't, they don't take into, into consideration things like loss of intelligence, right? Uh, we don't know if, if that's a specific email, may have a specific type of virus. It'll give us an idea of a target, uh, an APT or something that's targeting us, for instance. Well, and that's, and that's the thing that I guess I, I want to hammer that point though, is could it also be just, again, the human element where they don't want to be looked upon as the failure, like, oh shoot, I clicked on something I shouldn't have, and they won't report it out of fear of 
of some kind of repercussion or, you know, they get blamed for that? I mean, are you seeing that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's things, uh, you know, we saw that with COVID where there was always that one company who sent that phishing email in the middle of COVID that say, hey, click this link and you can work from home for the rest of the week. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Every there's there's so many examples of these kind of things popping up um, in internal phishing programs. And that's the kind of stuff that leads security to be scary. We're not scary We're we think different. You know, we have different concerns, um, but generally we're on the same team and we just want you to be able to interact as a user with the applications that you want to use. Um, that same CIA triangle, right? Uh, that availability. We, we want that. We just want it make sure you get the availability, not a hacker. Right. So the human element. The human element is is core to that. Oh, okay. That just that makes sense. So, like, if you were to look at the areas of improvement, right? So we were just talking about the human element, which to me, if we could possibly gamify, you know, the the ideas to find these things, I think it would be amusing, but a way to learn. But what other tactics, I guess, would you guys leverage? to determine areas of improvement like where would you go first the edge like well well this is a multifaceted, multi um uh departmental uh strategy right like so as we mentioned before we got preparation so obviously the next one's going to be detection and and analysis and there's going to be something or somebody who's that's their that's their main job that detection comes in the form of edr software network segmentation software casbys things like that um iam and those are different teams, right? You have uh, uh, the IT teams. Is, is IT team okay enough? They deal a lot with the onboarding of accounts and they deal with that kind of stuff. Are they used to these alerts popping up saying, hey, this user accessed um, this new domain uh, uh, asset for the first time in the entire time, right? Do you have UBA installed? Um, really understanding that process where uh, in your org, again, you're with the people you're preparing for this uh but but you got to have a set team uh, that does that detection and analysis um wow. yeah and so and it goes down right and so you got the containment part of it and so who's going to do that part well you need it's corporate uh, help with that you need management you need lawyers you need um the learning about uh the after action report right which is the last thing you do um, and nobody in, in IR wants that or likes that part, but uh, it's just what we do. Uh, we have this horrible work every day, 15 hours a day type thing, pulling logs, getting all this stuff done. And at the end of it, everyone's, you know, drinking a beer, high five, and we caught the guy or we got it. Uh, and then, then, then I'm there and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go write my 37 page report. Right. So, yeah. so I go back to that. I'm sitting there typing up a report and that's what it's about. What did we learn? Um, on the detection analysis side, do we have malware? Did we have, um, uh, an exploit script or somebody click a link uh, that should have done it? Should our EDR software uh, picked up on it and it didn't? Did, you know, uh, the phishing email, did they report it and our analysts just not go through it? Um, and so so each through the steps, through each step, when you get to the end, uh, you write a report that loops all the way back to the preparation aspect of it, right? Mm. So yeah, it, it's continual learning. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you have to be uh, someone that loves to learn new things in order to do this. It sounds like you're constantly um, researching, it sounds like, or constantly needling, going through it, but that needle in a haystack, I guess, like we're trying to find that one thing that might be overlooked or that one thing that might have been 
if it's a post incident, the cause of the incident. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. So, okay. So let me ask you this because again, I keep harping on this, but again, as an end user from hell, I fully understand my role in antagonizing you and causing you sleepless nights, which is, you know, I mean, it does require multiple layers, right? So it does require, you know, the, these, these tactics in order to secure stuff. It's almost like, okay, oh, they went through the exterior wall. Now they're going through, you know, wall 40, whatever. So, I mean, is it possible to have that technology to, to kill all traffic instantly at that edge? And how quickly can it respond to it before it starts, you know, bulldozing through all the different, many different layers? I mean, so well, it does zero different. trust really... Yeah, well, the, well, it does, and, and, and but where, right? Like it's a, we're past where there's a single solution that takes care of everything. We really are. Um, so for like, for instance, prepper in, in the preparation phase, right? Do you have the right software um, for detection and analysis? Do you have the right software for your containment and eradication stuff? Do you have, um, I mean, for the post incident activity, really, that's like, do you have Microsoft Office? You know, um, it, I know that sounds dumb, but who gets to the end of the end of the thing and realizes, oh man, we gotta use all this open source software uh, to document our brief because we gotta make a graph over here and we have to fill this out in Google Docs. Well, now you just cross contaminate. You got information lying all around on the on the public web and stuff like that. And so, um, as far as zero trust goes, right? You got companies on the edge that can do it, like like cloud, right? Uh, or like a Cloudflare, uh, AirGap. Um, you have for zero trust and stuff, you have CASB programs like Netscope. And I mean, there's so many uh, um, um, sections and, and, and ways you can break this down. For detection and EDR, uh, you're gonna look at, you know, uh, your crowd strikes and your um, fire eyes and there's hardware and then there's software implementation. Right. So really security is, is, is very broad and, um, Defense in, in depth is still the way to go. Uh, I think it always has been, uh, but but and you got to have those layers. You got to make sure you do your proper segmentation, your LAN, your VLANs and stuff, and, and all that. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's all. There is no one one single click collection uh, solution, but there are frameworks and stuff to follow, such as NIST. Um, you know, you have your uh, cyber kill chains, right? Your your there's tons of frameworks, so. So, okay, so let me take a step back here then, because when I think about incident response, I, in my head, and maybe I'm just like, you know, end user, again, your you're end user from hell that you love so much, I just assume it's just one team, right? I just assume, I guess, and I get it, there is a separation between IT and, and security, but, you know, I hear red team, blue team, I guess I need clarifications. Can we just take a step back? and define yeah. what red well, team and blue team is because i just thought i was looking yeah. at my notes and i was like well shoot i didn't even identify what that was so help me understand what is red team what is blue team and how's that tie in with incident response well the easiest way to put it is, between red team and the blue team right is that um who's watching the watchers so if we are the police or we are the SWAT team, who's our Congress, who's our chief right like um it, it, we we can't work in a compliance manner um, and watch over somebody completely free, right? We can't have super DA access. We can't go around running up servers and that kind of stuff. IAM, right? Identity management. Um, that's an IT aspect. They make 
and, and care for the AD. And as information security, our job is to kind of sit there and, and give them the help and expertise they need to, uh, for instance, secure that up, right? And so you do have, they are your customers. Um, the organization are your customers. And so uh, I think both red team and blue team, while one is more offensive and aggressive and one is the blue team being more defensive, um, you know, that's the customers the same. So, but okay. But they're but, not the same teams. No, no. No, they're not the um, same group. And then sometimes so, they are, but, but very rarely. Okay. Well, cause if you're watching yourself, that's, I could see where well, <laughs> there might well, be a conflict, right? I mean, well, yeah. And, and, and also like, like red team, uh, red team's role in my, my uh, eyes is to supplement blue team, right? So the blue team's trying to keep it secure. Um, and then you have a stable uh, threat and vulnerability management uh, system, right, or, or program uh, that will have the red team constantly testing the security and the controls that the blue team is implementing. Okay. And that way, that's that feedback loop, right? Preparation, okay. the blue team secures everything. They have all this cool tech out there to detect the stuff. They got buttons they can push to stop your malware. Uh, and they have the word access or whatever, so they can type up that report. And they're just standing there ready. So you have a team that is now on the red team that will engage that blue team and test those different scenarios and systems uh, and then feed back into it, into the preparation. That's part of the preparation for the blue team, right? Wow. I mean, <laughs> okay. So then this sounds like very, uh, and again, I, I'm just ignorant on this, but I apologize, but it seems very um, military in the context of, okay, we have our roles, have our lanes that, we are responsible for. So what, what happens in the event that an incident does happen? Who's in charge or is there someone in charge? Well, that's where the incident response guy comes into place, right? So you don't want to have people reporting left and right and all over, and you're trying to record it all and get all that in the timelines are, are trying to be made and all that stuff. Um, generally uh there's a manager a manager around or a pm or in some organizations legal will take take you know the stand of it um my personal role is generally i'm the note taker, the guy who's kind of uh dueling out the work okay we need this information we need this information we need this information funneling it having the right teams uh be notified escalating the right patterns if we need to do a forensics image for instance on a particular server i can't just make that call Right. The organization okay. can't just have me going around being like, yeah, give me a copy of that. Give me a copy of that. Everything will go. Everything will break. Right. There's no consideration. <laughs> so you couldn't do like, oh, I'm thinking of like some 80s actor. What's his name? That would just go rogue like some cop. And you can't be that. No, you can't be that. No, not in a well done spot. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure many organizations and many companies, you could easily just be like, whoops, there goes all the SharePoint. Point, right? like, <laughs> oh, there goes all the yeah you, you can just wipe these kind of things and so i think yeah i think uh nowadays really really the the, the biggest problem uh with with iam and that thing is that you do have to work together right a lot of people see the movies and it's always the lone hackers or like yeah the four the four people of the really cool tech monitors surrounded all of them when look man reality nine times out of ten you're in a closet you're working with teams you may never see a lot of the stuff you do is very sensitive right org specific um vulnerabilities legality issues if it's a compliance role 
and what happens when you're out, right? Uh, you can't go and brag about that to your buddies. You can't talk about all the X or Y you discovered or any of that. It, that's all would be a breach of the NDA. Um, and so it's a very, it's a very uh, uh, lonely sometimes <laughs> uh, uh, role, but it is cool because you get to do and know a little bit about everything that goes on. So. Okay. So, okay. So let's say for example, then red team has this cool software it, and it's, built on the premise zero trust the, se the second an incident happened it goes out and it gets alerted does it hit the red team first or the blue team recognizes it like i, I guess i'm trying well, to understand at that well, point it is, it is how does it flow solution. yeah well well i mean in a, in a situation like that you have an alerts alerts that are going off right it's going to tell you this account escalated here this account used powershell that was weird because it had base 64 in it um it, you just got to be able to to understand that the blue team is the team that's monitoring that. They're going to okay. be sitting there being like, okay, yeah, oh, oh, no, there's an alert. We need to make sure the SOC, right, the security operations center knows, hey, guys, uh, there's an alert. Is this supposed to escalate? While the red team is the one who's over there being like, ha, 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 PowerShell, right? I'm going to run this PowerShell and try to get uh, access to this other box. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So if you develop a response to this, then, okay, so you know, what can we do? What activities can we do to remediate this? Because I mean, it's, 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 I feel like it's a never ending. Like, so can you ever get to like a normal state or no? Mm -mm. No, no. It, I, I like to think you're either in yellow or you're in red, right? Wow. You're, either, you're either slowly prepping for the day that you get hacked or you're currently getting hacked. Um, the, the not being hacked state is generally the place where people get complacent. So I like to stay in that orange area. I like to just assume that right now somebody is trying to find a way to hack into my machines or my network or whatever my prize assets are. And, you know, um, we have applications such as Bloodhound that will take an account and see where AD is um, and, and look at the mini paths. There's, there's applications um, like Red Seal um that, that will let you look at these ginormous your whole network right like on this pretty little graph and say okay man maybe my wi-fi shouldn't talk to my toaster and probably shouldn't talk to my uh <laughs> hr you know that's probably a bad idea um and and again applications like uh, air gap and in um casby services like netscope um all offer these these very similar um solutions to this problem and that is really a cannot talk to B because we don't trust either one of them and we can't trust the connection on it. Right. So uh, having that inc incident response, it can go from uh, we, we've been waiting for this hack, you know, waiting for this hack, waiting for this hack. Oh no, we've been hacked to, okay, now we can remediate that problem. You know, th that's something that every uh, um, I think everyone who is in inf uh, information security kind of hopes to, to aim for, right. The medium time to remediation, the time to, when everything is done and you can go have your beer and write your report. Wow. Okay. So let me ask you this then, because I've had this conversation with many other individuals and actually another podcast that I'm doing, but the, the, the talent that's required to be part of a red team or a blue team, um, is that something that is part of the curriculum that is in education these days, or how are we finding those types of resources uh, today? Is it someone that's, I mean, you're saying there's a lot of writing, are we looking for people who have got writing background or are we looking for people who've got security, like a programming background? Like what kind of skill sets are these individuals then? I'm, I guess any clarification on that. 
Well, well, a good incident response team uh, generally has multiple members. They have uh, experience in individual silos almost, right? So you'll have a guy who's really good at programming and a guy who's really good at reverse engineering um, software, right? Hex editors and crazy magic like that. You're going to have a network guy and you're going to have... Um, or girl. Yeah. Or girl. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, or they. Or, or they, they. Or, or anyone really, um, but, but and you get the whole large scope of it. And that's what it that's what it amounts to. Uh, really, if you you do need soft skills of um, <laughs> of of writing a paper. But come on, it's twenty twenty one. If you if you can write a normal, you know, uh, a paper of any kind, you can generally write an incident response, right? Okay. Uh, so, uh, but, but if you want to be, if you want to be a, a hacker and you want to go and break into things for lots of money, um, you should probably go be a penetration tester or something, right? Mm -hmm. Incident response is, uh, um, it's, it's taxing on your family. It's taxing on uh, um, those around you. You can't talk about it. So it's probably taxing on you. I know it's taxing on me. Um, mm. And so, you know, it's got its plus and cons. So, I mean, this article that you wrote is like, it's so enlightening. And so, um, like, so, Hino, I, I have to ask you, so you're writing on top of not just incident response reports, but you're actually writing articles about this. So who's the intended audience? Like, who would be the perfect audience to read your papers? Um, generally anyone. <laughs> I don't, I like to, I like to take, I, I don't take this uh, super serious as far as like my own personal career. Um, I, I learned everything raw dog in it, and I expect everyone else to learn that way too. Um, and so I really like to get everyone into the programs to where they can read, they can really understand, okay, I get where this guy's going, trying to start building on that intuition. A lot of this is, you look at a terminal, you've seen the same five to a hundred lines of code go by, but it's that one thing that just looks funny to you. And you pull that thread and three days later, you're, you know, uh, uh, on the news for, you yeah. know, this giant new hack that you had or this new vulnerability that you stopped at the malware right i mean look at hutchinson right he, yeah he's like eh, here's an accident boom saves the world that's that's uh what happens anyone can do it and um i think that uh you know a if you want to give back right um everybody needs that information uh share everything that you know uh don't be a gatekeeper or anything like that there's no introduction or there's no um, um low level to this go if, if college is your way of learning go to college if youtube is your way of learning go to youtube uh, get a security plus, you know, go get some, some, some certs. Uh, if that's the angle that you wish to go to, um, or don't, I mean, really it's so hot right now, either way that, you know, um, but as long as you have the passion for it and you were like, okay, I can do this. I'm willing to spend an absorbent amount of time researching things that very few people will even think about, uh, until after I'm done, uh, then yeah, this is, this is totally the way to go. That's awesome. So Hinio Ochoa, as always, you've been always so helpful and patient with me. Like I said, I keep asking questions that I'm sure everyone that's listening is like, come on, idiot, let's go, let's go. But I mean, incident response is going to be, or it has been so critical for businesses, right? Because you can't repeat that same mistake. Otherwise you will be targeted continuously. Is that, is that a no brainer these days? Do these enterprise environments fully understand the complexity within security teams to have a specialized red team, blue team, et cetera? Or are we still struggling with the mentality of, hey, I've got a bunch of little software, hardware that call it a day and throw them under IT? 
Well, well, I think in many regulatory places, banks, hospitals, um, that kind of place, any place where there's, you know, a HIPAA or a PCI or anything like that, um, I think probably there, there's going to be a normal incident response person only because of the legality of certain incidents. Um, but the average corporation, really the incident guy is an IT guy who has an email box and hopefully, you know, um, you have silos so you have like the whole security team that's aware of every vulnerability in that entire organization but the only people they're really broadcasting that to is say two or three people in it right they're too right. busy trying to catch it messing up or trying to catch um hackers in their system that they're not really sharing that information or trying to help anyone um those are the people who generally get caught right the uh, uh they don't not training their people and so they get a phishing email and blah and then, and we, and we know how that ends up. So, yep. and then you, you know, chat and you click the photo and I know, in. I know I'm trying, I'm trying, but I'm it keeping, happens. I'm keeping the industry alive. People. I, I think I'm contributing to the security industry. <laughs> I, I'm happy for it. It keeps me employed. Exactly. Exactly. So as always, Hino, thank you so much for your time. And I always say this, if anyone wants to get a hold of you, how, what's the best way uh, to, to get a hold of you or learn more about you? Um, you can hit me up on Twitter. You can just Google my name, right? It should be right, 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 somewhere around, right, right there. Um, <laughs> you can Google me. Honestly, I know I'm not trying to be cocky or anything, but if you want to, if you want to get to me the easiest, quickest way, Hino Ochoa at Google.com. Hit enter, and you'll find me or my wife on uh, Twitter and or Facebook or somewhere. But I promise you, you'll find me. I'm, I'm pretty accessible. Oh, awesome. Again, as always, thank you so much for your time. I, and I'm just going to go ahead and say, let's wrap this up for another episode of the Ransomware Battleground. All right. Thank you for having me. See ya. <laughs> Bye.